Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob, and this is episode number 256 of Shut Up and Grind with me. So we take guests from all over the world, and we share their stories of overcoming obstacles and defying the odds. So those of you who tune into their show, you know, that's, I did it myself, you know, being told I'd never run a jump again. And 170 races later, 18 gold medals in track and field later, we defied that odds. Well, sorry, we defied those odds. And so now I want to inspire other people, whatever is holding you back in your life, you can get through it and you can have the success that you want to have. And again, I've had guests from six, six con continents, multiple countries. Like this show is heard in four, up to 47 countries now. And it's all about sharing the story to help inspire you. And so helping me have the conversation today, we're going to be talking about, well, wait, I'm jumping ahead. Hold on. I forgot about the, the shameless promotion. So for those people in the cold weather states, like me up here in Rhode Island, we got Shut Up and Grind gear. We got hoodies in the store. Go to shutupandgrindgear.com. Want to support the show and wear a nice, comfortable sweatshirt in the process. And the other one is it never gets easier. You get stronger. So again, that's shutupandgrindgear.com. And so if you're brand new to the show, you know, like I said, we're all about storytelling. So like, like we don't just come here and just talk shop. Like we get deep. We get deep into the fields. So if you've had something that you've been through and you yourself want to come on the show and share, let me know and, and I'll get you on because everyone, everyone has a story to tell. So there's no story too, too small. That's nonsense because trust me, I get to the heart of what you've been through. So that's what we're all about here. And so, again, we're talking about life's too short to continue living other people's dreams. Now, I just briefly went over my guest bio because, as you know, I don't vet people before they come on. We have very genuine, real discussions here. And But I did notice that she's been through a lot. So let's bring her on and let's unpack that path and talk about her current successes. This is Rachel Luna. Hi, good doing? morning. <laughs> morning. So how's life out there in Texas? Ah, well, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, it's a great market. It's a great, you know, great economy down here. The weather's, you know, hot, cold. You can't put your winter clothes, you can't put your summer's clothes up, but you have your winter clothes out. You know, it's, it's Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that big old snowstorm you guys had down there. That was what, last year or the year before? Yeah, we had that snowstorm. And then like the week after it was like back to 70 degrees. It's just like, jeez. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I just drove last weekend down to North Carolina to do a Spartan race. And I've done three races in the Carolinas now. And it's been below freezing all three of them. I was like, oh, I thought the south warm. was warmer. Oh, wow, yeah. No, it's, it's nice and warm out here. I mean, we're, we're, we, if we're in the 40s, it's just like freezing. We throw sand on the freeway. No one knows how to drive. Goes <laughs> down the schools. 40 yes. degrees is going down the schools. <laughs> See, and that's us with the, with, with the heat, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I realize we get the humidity here as well. Right. But, like, I took my son to California for a track meet. It was 106 degrees. It's oh, like wow. that would have crippled us here. Oh, <laughs> wow. Absolutely yeah, crippled sure. us. So, yeah. all right. So, anyway, so let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, how would you describe yourself? Uh, you know, I'm a positively motivated, ambitious, um, goal-oriented woman who um, stays humble and is grateful for where she's at today, and definitely knows where she's going tomorrow. That's I like it. Yeah. How would you describe <laughs> your upbringing? Uh, you know, I've come from an American, uh, Mexican-American family, very um, humble upbringings. Uh, you know, my parents were, had us very, very young, uh, me and my siblings. And, um, you know, we're very poor. You know, we're, we're you know, we don't come, we're American poor, where my mother was on welfare and food stamps and we were on WIC. And, you know, my stories, uh, and I think this is where there's so many stories, right? I have some friends that are, um, you know, their parents are immigrants and they have that immigrant story. But I, I my parents were American. They were just poor, you know, I didn't finish high school, uh, worked at the grocery store. Uh -oh. um, yeah, dad was a concrete construction guy, laborer, you know, just worked odds and end jobs, you know, and so just really, um, you know, just, you know, poor American people. My parents were Mexican American. And so, you know, and uh, just came, we always basically, um, 
just coming up, uh, you know, and living from house to house, really being able to pay rent, you know, just those, those circumstances, young people and parents were so young. My mom was 15 years old and she had me, my dad was only 17, 18. So it was just, like, just, just a really different kind of story, but there's a lot of people have their own stories, but, um, and, um, you know, uh, coming, living in adversity and, um, being able to overcome that and decide that that's not the life I wanted to live as my parents did and changing those circumstances, you know? Yeah. So we're actually going to, we're going to come back to that. Yeah. Because I just want to dive a little, a little deeper. So, so how did that affect you grow, growing up living in those conditions? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, okay. It affected me greatly because, um, you know, I didn't, I honestly, you know, when you're a young person, like in your grade school or, you know, you're five, four, five, six years old, you don't understand, uh, you know, you're just, you're happy to live the life you're living until you really start growing up and getting more and with your peers and you start comparing your life to other people's life and you don't, you don't really realize, Oh, I'm the poor kid because you just are with you and your family. You don't know that you guys are poor. You just live in your life. You don't really and pay attention to like those things at a young age. And as you start growing up and you start seeing other kids are like, Oh, they have nice clothes or they don't have the hand-me-downs or, you know, they're not going to goodwill or, you know, you know, why do everybody come, why does everybody give us bags of clothes from their kids? Like we're the family that everyone, oh, go give them the the the, the kid the clothes that don't fit, you know, mm -hmm. whoever we'd always get bags of clothes from friends and family. We were, you know, like go help them out, give them her give me her old clothes, her daughter's old clothes and things like that. I didn't realize at that time that we were the poor people. <laughs> yeah, that was your normal. Yeah, that was my normal, right? Yes. And so growing up, I thought that was normal until then when we went to school and then i started realizing that oh hey i'm the poor kid <laughs> then i realized well i'm the poor kid and i still want to have friends so what am i going to do how am i so what it did was make me grow my personality and who i was as a person and it made me like okay obviously i don't have the things that other people do but have so i'm gonna always have to you know when the spelling bee i'm gonna always have to be straight A's in school. I'm always going to have to be, uh, you know, super friendly and helpful to other kids and want to, you know, be able to understand, you know, be able to be accepted for who I am and as I am and, um, and growing up having to adapt myself to, with my circumstances, I've been able to chameleon myself into, um, in the environments that I'm in being able to make friends and, and you know, and, Oh, you know, like, oh, you, you know, oh, that's such a pretty dress. That's so nice. Well, obviously, I think that's pretty. I don't ever have one like that. And then, oh, that's so nice. And then they become friends with you and being able to create social circles for myself without the monetary materialistic piece of that being able to win friends at, at a young age. So I was able to make strong relationships with people based on who I was, not based on what I had at a young age. Love it. See, yeah. so, so you said a lot there, right? You said a lot there, which is good. The thing well, yeah, that- I'm kind of storytelling on that. I'm a storyteller. I like to tell. Yes. <laughs> See, and, and, and you know, I help people create stories as well. So when I'm listening, like I, I listen on a deeper level than, than most, most people. And I like the action words that you used. You know, you decided your life wasn't going to be like that. You grew your personality. You, you knew that you had to get straight A's. You had to be friendly. You had to treat people right. You created your social cir circumstances. Correct. You know, like action. Like I tell people, no matter what it is you're dealing with, action is the answer. That is <laughs> you know, correct. like that's what it is. So true. Right. It is. Yes. Yeah. Because too many times, like we, we swirl in our circumstances, you know, no. you, you don't adapt to them. Like going back to 2020 when the gyms got shut down. No, I immediately started podcasting. I don't want to say full time, but I started doing this more. It's like, all right, I can't be in the gym. I can't cry about not being in the gym. You know, switched to virtual classes. I did outdoor classes and I started podcasting, you know? Right. So like, and so many gyms just closed down because they didn't take those necessary actions. Like they were right. waiting for permission from the government to go back to work. It's like, that's right. not the answer. Like action solves every problem. Correct. And, Using fitness again, if people want to get in shape, okay, do the work. 
do the work, you'll get in shape. You want to make right. more money, do the work. You'll make more right. money, plain and right. simple. <laughs> right. It's true. It is true. A action is, I, I, you know, it's true. You know, action and discipline. <laughs> <laughs> the D word. It's the D word. nucleus of success. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because again, too many times people are pointing fingers, blaming this, blaming that, blaming this. It's like, and you hit the nail on the head. It's discipline. Like if, if you're disciplined, like I'm, I'm a single parent. I'm a business owner. I, I still have time, time to podcast. I was on a mastermind that I just got off of. To, to do this with you and I'm going to get right back on it. You know, right. like, you know, someone else would have messaged you or messaged your assistant to reschedule. Cool. And I was like, like, no, I have a commitment. I have to show up. I have to be there. And then yeah. I'll get, then I'll get back on. You know, it's like action solves everything. Absolutely. Time management. <laughs> that, was yes. a, that was a time management move right there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. So that's awesome. All right. So, so now you decide that I don't want that life for my kids. So what, what's, so what steps did you, did you put in place like right after high school? So it was really during high school, actually. Um, I was, oh, I've been over a little bit over an overachiever just because I felt like I had something. To, so I guess, you know what, how that, let's go back to the question, how that affected me. I felt like I had always something to prove. I always had to something to prove. Yeah, I'm the poor kid, but look, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, yeah, you know, I always felt like I had something to prove. Like I have to be. It, it made me uh, very competitive with myself because I had something to prove. Just because of my circumstances doesn't mean um, you know, that this is defines who I am. So during high school, you know, during all my extracurriculars, I was, you know, um, always overachieving, captain of first chair, and you know, band and. You know this. You know I was always, uh, uh, always had something to prove to myself that you know I have to you know be be number one. I have to be good. Like I have to you know I'm I just have to like if I can't if I don't have the money then I'm gonna everything I have within me that I'm capable of of as a person is going to be the best. If I don't have the best, I'm going to be the best. And so and that that cultivated. You know, uh, a mindset in me without subconsciously knowing it at a young age. Like I would mm. just programming myself that way without knowing that that was happening. And then now, as I grow in my you know self growth as an adult, you know, I'm like wow, you know, I was doing that without knowing that I was doing that at this age as a young you know adolescent as an adolescent. So yeah, go right out of college. You know, uh, I have to be the best at doing everything. Be the be the best at everything. So everything that I did from you know. Um, you know, a makeup job, going to school, um, any anything that I had as a responsibility it was a job, it was anything, I was gonna be the best at it. That's it, like that was my mindset. If I'm gonna clean the toys, I'm gonna best clean the toys, you know? And then I'm gonna get a raise and then they're gonna give me another position and then I'm gonna go and I've always got promoted, first choice because I show up on time, show up ready and the best me like I can possibly do at that time in my life. Obviously you change throughout life and your you know circumstances change. But in that whatever the best of me is at that moment as a young person, that was the best me. I that's what I could do at that time as the best. Yes. Like, you know, so and then um I've always put those principles into practice as growing and then asking the right questions and putting myself, you know, with the right people and making friends, you know, and surrounding myself with people that I felt that were going to give me you know, people who I wanted to be like or admired, um, I try to do whatever I can to be around them to see what they were doing that was different than what, you know, like my parents did. And so, um, and then being able to really believe that I can make a difference for myself and that, and, and I just along the way save my money, live beneath my means and, you know, uh, you know, just, you know, just do what everything they write the books about without knowing, without reading all the books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> innately do it because I hear and watch, read some books. You know, knew, you know, have, you know. I think some things are naturally you can learn, and then some things, uh, like in reference to business sense, some people are just naturally innate in that. I do believe that. I really yeah. do believe that. And I believe that. I think okay. that I was. Let me pause you. Let me yeah. pause you for a second, because I, I I swear you're picking up my vibes. Because like I'm thinking something, and then like 30 seconds later you say it. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, I was just gonna say, what would you say to someone like? Because everything you just described 
is that type A personality. Like someone, cause like with, with, with me and I, I try to try to share this with, with my kids and it's like, no matter what it is you're, you're going, you're going through, you got to get to the solution as quickly as possible. Absolutely. But, but there, but there are people that just don't think like that, you know? Right. So like, what would you say to that someone to be like, that sounds all well, well and good, but that's just not, I don't have that personality. Well, this is what I, so if it's about changing your circumstances or achieving success or reaching a goal, or if I'm telling someone who doesn't have that innate, uh, you know, knowing of like, just, you know, in tune, I would, I, I, I go, I, you know, I take it back to what like my mantra is right. Like, and this is really, this is really this about, you know, like the power lies in your story. Well, you know, my mantra is be powerful, be passionate, you know, be the best version of yourself. And I've been doing that. But the thing is that I ask so many young people, it's like, yes, okay, what are you passionate about? Like, what do you want to do? Like, most people don't even know the answer to that. So how can you right. even build the steps to like, go in the direction of knowing what you want, if you don't even know what you're passionate about. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted at a young age, but I just knew that I was going to be number one. And I knew that I wasn't going to be pro poor like my parents, period. And that was like my passion. My passion was like, I'm going to be number one. I'm not going to be poor. And all I knew was that was, that was my drive. I knew I was passionate about not being like my parents. Like I was passionate about this, these things and I knew I was going to get there and like that was like my drive right and most people don't have that fire because they just don't know or that I, I you know and I think that's something that that's an intimate really conversations people need to have with themselves right yeah. once they have that conversation like what do I want to do what am I passionate about then once you find that that's like the foundation you build from there yes I, I love that it's you know there are a lot of middle-aged people that don't know what they're passionate about it's true. <laughs> you I know, mean, it's like it's definitely true with the with the younger kids, but there are people that, that I've worked with like in their sixties and I'm like, what do you stand for? And they're like uh <laughs> It's true. It is so true. Like you know, I have people who work for me, I would say with me, but for me, um that you know, um, you know, this is what makes people different, you know. Everyone has their different, you know, their different path in life you know not everyone wants what another wants you know some people want simplicity happiness and peace and you know more of a simple you know direction in life and others want to be you know everyone has a different path that's what makes us all different but that at the end of the day you know when you ask someone what are you passionate about they they should know that answer about something right my children my home my vacations my you know what's driving you? What? Why do you come to work every day? What? What is it that makes you wake up in the morning that gives you that umph, that spark, right? What is it? You know. And you know, I ask you know a lot of the people here when they start with me, and they're oh, just uh, you know, I want to put my kids to college or I want to buy a new house. I'm like, okay. And then some people are like, I don't know. I go, okay, I'm gonna ask you in two months, and you're gonna have to give an give me an answer. I need you to think about that. If you're if you work with me for many years and you just pass through these doors for six months, I you're gonna know you're gonna walk out with knowing what you're passionate about. What yeah. why do you wake up in the morning? You I mean that's just base foundation of a human being. What do you wake up for? What what are you waking up for? <laughs> see, you know? See and to just take it a step further I always tell people, even even in fitness, you know, when people come into fitness, they're working on themselves. But I I, I still give them a bigger picture. I, okay. I was like, this is like, yeah, you losing twenty pounds, it'll give you more confidence. Your clothes will fit better. And I go down all of the personal reasons. I said, but this is bigger than you. I said because you're gonna set healthy standards for your children. If your significant other is un is unhealthy, at, o over time they're gonna start adopting your healthier habits. Correct. The people you work with are going to take notice because you're, you're going to be happier and more confident. You know, if you're, you're a leader, it's going to make you a better leader, which in turn is going to be better for your staff. Like this is much bigger than just you. And even what we're doing here now on this podcast, it's not just us talking to talking to each other. It's like, you know, we're sharing things that can literally change people's lives. Right. You know, so one this nugget is bigger than just us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. One nugget can change. One nugget at the right time is what one person might need to hear in that moment. Right? Yes. And, and almost, like I said, I just met you, how long, how long have we been doing this? I just met you 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Right? But I'm sure somewhere in your lifetime, you can remember one quote that someone said to you that changed everything. Yes, of right. course. Yes. 
Yeah, it's like I remember 1994, and I probably don't remember anything else from that year. But I remember one of my bosses coming to me saying, he's like, Robert, you're a phenomenal manager. I was a restaurant manager at the time. He's yeah. like, you're a phenomenal manager. You're an even better cook. You're, and then, but then, so anyway, he's giving me all, you know, the, the shit sandwich. And right. so, the so shit. then he, <laughs> so then he gets to the point. <laughs> so he gets to the point where he's like, but with your attitude, he's like, in the way you're treating the staff, because I, I became a, a manager very young, right? So right. I was a, I was a general I was a general manager at 20 years old. Oh, okay. And so I'm working with people who are 45, 55, 65, and so I thought I had to like puff up my chest and be right. be the tough guy in order to be taken seriously. Right. So it's like I'm 24 now, and that just became part of my identity. It's like people knew not to mess with me because I chew them up and spit them out. Right. And and but when my boss said that to me, he's like, "You're not gonna go any further than this." until you change how you treat people. And it just like completely changed everything. Now, I still have a pretty brash style. Like I think a couple of my gym clients are on, are on right now and they'll probably say, uh, <laughs> you know, but but it's it's from a place of love. Right. You know, like hence the name shut up and grind. It's like, okay, right. whatever you're going through, we, we can get through it. Let's, let's right. get to work. Right. So it's right. like, I'm tough on them so that they'll reach their goals. Correct, right, I get it. Yes. So back to you. So you've been through a lot. So what was the worst thing that you've had to endure and what steps did you take to get through it? Well, I thought you were going to ask me what was the quote that someone told me that I remember for the rest of my life. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, that too. You're right. That too. Let's start there. Oh, come on. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, cause I, it's really special. So, uh, it, it's my grandma. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, my grandmother um, uh, told me, like, when I was, you know, graduating high school and, you know, um, and, um, you know, my stories, I had my first child young, you know, I'm a high school sweetheart and stuff during that time, you know, because that was, you know, part of my identity, right? And she told me, like, you know, we we're coming from my grandma's Hispanic family, you know, here to Mexican-American. And you're like, oh, and I felt well, like, at that time, it was very disappointing to myself because I was had to be the best and I felt like I failed from the best, you know, like graduating I graduated early from high school so when I graduated out of high school then my freshman year in college I was still very young you know I started college at a young age and I was still like only 17 so my uh grandmother was very um you know uh disappointed in it but then she told me I said well I don't want I made a mistake whatever I don't want to be with this person anymore and da, da, da. she goes well let me tell you this who cares what anybody thinks about you you know what and this is and I remember this for the rest of my life because at that time I didn't it wasn't even about that. It was about like, I felt like, okay, now I'm a failure. Like now I'm going to be like my mom and dad. Like this was a very, like, it was a very like mind blowing change. My, like, I was like, I was like the golden child. And then this happened and it was like, it took, took me off my you know, pedestal. And that was really humbling. Cause I think at that time I did really, it was almost like thinking I was like, you know, so this took, put me, slapped me down the ground saying, look, you know, now you have this other circumstance, you know, now you have this. And of course my family supported me, but she said, you don't have to be with a guy if you don't like the guy. Like you, who said that you have, now that you have, you don't want to, you don't, it's your life. You only have one life to live and you live it on your terms, Rachel. You live life on your terms. You have, It's your life. You only have one life to live and you always live it on your terms. Don't make decisions based on what people think or what people are saying. Who cares? what they're saying, who cares what they think. What matters is what you feel, what you think, because you're the one who's waking up at night and you're the one who's going to bed at night with yourself. You're the one who's waking up in the morning. And when you die, you're the, be the only one in that coffin. So you live life on your terms. And that was because of that circumstance happening. And then with that being said, I mean, it changed everything. It changed, like, it put me back on track, you know, and I didn't care, like, if someone, like, oh, you have a kid, or, like, I don't care, like, and what? And I'm still number one, and I'm still making, and I'm still, like, you know, uh, and now it even gave me more fight. Like, I was like, okay, here we go. Now I'm no longer, like, the poor person. Now I'm, like, you know, the, you know, teen mom. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like well I was you know you know well, so I feel like you know here we go with that circumstance you know and it was my high school sweetheart like you know he was around I was with him dated him like you know and he's high, when I went to college was you know it was just like one of those stories you know but it was just like you know prom date prom you know, it was just but I didn't it was a young person you know, like in, in reality looking back on would have never met you know it was just a phase you're so young you don't know yourself oh I, I didn't know myself in those things and so 
basically with that being said, um, she told me that and it really changed my attitude on, you know, trying to prove myself to everyone because that's what I was trying to do, like prove myself. And then at that point I started to try to prove myself, prove it to myself. Yes. So it wasn't about proving myself to everyone at that time when I was younger, when that changed, it was about prove it to myself, you know, prove it to myself, you know? So, because now I have this person, young person that I have to like been for now, I have to prove it to myself even more than anyone else. So that's when that, that was an amazing um, moment to change, you know, the, 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 what I had to prove and who was proving it for. It was for others at first and then it ended up being by about me at that moment. Yeah, it's like I've done I've done several videos. I've, I've spoken on other platforms too about the power of being selfish, because you know being because being selfish it takes it takes a couple forms. You know, like so if you're just abusing people for personal game right. gain, that's not the selfish we're talking about. But if you think of self care, self awareness, self love, self confidence, self self esteem self-respect like they, they all start with self <laughs> like, yeah, they do so you got to take care of yourself like you right. can't take care of others if you're dying inside it's true you no know? it is very you true can't. so when you're prioritizing your yourself whether it's your health whether it's pursuing your, your hobbies or making time to, to 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 go with your friends like i said in the gym the other day one of the one of the women were like oh i have to do xyz and i said why do you have to so, said so you don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, oh, you don't have true, to do you know, yeah. You know, you, you don't like if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like it's it's that is that simple. Like right. I hit right around thirty eight, so about ten years ago, I finally made the decision. Like I'm not I'm not doing things I don't want to do anymore. So it's like, hey, Rob, a bunch of us are gonna go have bre- breakfast at after the gym. You want to go? I'm like, no, no, thanks. Why why don't you want to come? Because I don't want to. <laughs> well, you know, it's just creating boundaries, like healthy yes. boundaries for yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. If it's something I don't want to do, I'm not doing it. Right. You know, and, and there's there's nothing wrong with setting that boundary. It's like, why am I gonna go and do something I don't want to do? It's true. <laughs> right? It doesn't right. make any sense. It's true. It is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of people do I think unconsciously do it without like feeling obliged or obligated to do it without realizing that they even do it. You know? Well, go, going back to what you said, it's because they're living to please others. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you're taking away your own joy so somebody else doesn't criticize you for it. Correct. Correct. That is true. That is yes. true. And yeah. once you have that awareness, it changes a lot of, you know, it gives you so much more empowerment, you know. Okay. So so, yeah. so I, I also saw when I was uh, browsing your website about, oh, how do, how do you say it about like the power to offend or permission to offend, something like, something uh, uh, like that. I'm so sorry, the power to what? To offend. To offend people? Yes. Yeah, you can't, yeah, I, I feel like, um, I, I, you know, people are afraid to offend people, you know, and I think that's something that is, you know, and I think that, um, but I, I, I think that um, when you're giving, I think it's how, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be offending people. I don't think, I think that people are so nervous of like being truthful because they don't want to offend somebody. But I think that um, you're, if you're saying something and it's coming from a good place, like you just said, and um, if it just happens to offend someone, then, you know, then, you know, then those are, those people, you know, if you're not, everyone's, like I said, entitled to their own opinions or whatnot. But if you're saying something that might offend somebody and you're saying, coming it from a place where you believe it and it's true to you, then don't worry about it in whatever way, you know, they have their, their position, you have your position. And you, I mean, it, it's not here. Like you said, people, please, you don't have to people, please. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own, you know, position, their own opinions. And if you're, and if and it's, I think it's how, if they're offended by something then there's something within themselves, it's not that, I mean, yeah. that, that, that's an issue. I mean, someone can get, give me some feedback that they, they completely don't agree. I don't agree with, but I'm going to be respectful to them. I'm like, well, okay, well, you know, I feel this way. You feel that way, whatever, but I'm not going to get offended and I'm not going to take it personal, you know, because there's yes. a billion people out there that are going to think different than me. Or, you know, there's something <laughs> in you that's willing to take it to that next level offense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like when, <laughs> when I'm working with, with people, I tell them, like, I'm brutally honest. Like if, if you come to me with a question, I'm giving you what you need to hear. 
Like I'm not, I'm not do- doing it so I can feel like a tough guy. Remember, remember this woman came, came to me this one, this one time. She, she's like, Rob, she's like, I just can't lose these last ten pounds. She's like, What is, like, what am I doing wrong? I said, Because you're lazy and inconsistent. <laughs> like that, that's that's what it was. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm, I'm gonna give give me the truth. And, or you're asking me, I'm gonna tell you. You know. Yes, it, and and like you said, you know, um, like if it offends you, that that's a you thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you the fact of the matter is when you're here you're not putting forth a hundred percent effort lazy right. <laughs> and, and inconsistent one week i'll see you three times and i won't see you for two weeks like that's that's why you're struggling you're lazy and you're inconsistent it's, but if it's you get fact. offended it's something in you right it, yes. it's something that you're you're offended because it's something that you're inside of you that you know that's true and, yes. and most of you don't like the truth either exactly you know? And the exactly. truth sets you free. And the truth sets you free. <laughs> yes, because we, we live in this social media world now where all we post is the good stuff. Right. You know, and behind all that good stuff, there's a whole bunch of hot mess going on. And, and people are afraid to address the hot mess. Whereas when I get on stages, I share the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, because like that's because they're all a part of me. You know, I've done things I'm very proud of. I, I've done things that I shouldn't have done, you know, and I've done things just in the middle. I've done things that make me happy, that make, make me sad, that will make others feel happy or sad. But all of them make up who I am. So you can't right. just tell all the good because, A, people won't people won't believe you. you know, right. We're all humans. Everybody struggles right. with something at some point. And it's okay to talk about those struggles. Like, you know, right. no one, when I get up and, and I talk about the, the messy parts, no one's ever think, thinking lesser of me because I just got up there and showed a mess I went through. Right. You know, like this whole podcast is about people talking about messes that they've been through. Right. You know, you know so there's nothing it's, wrong with displaying that. It's, it's relatable. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it should be. No, I mean, and, you know, I, I, I tell everyone, you know, you know, everyone has a story. Everyone has their own. Every a life is a series series of events. I, I consider like a person's life like a book full of chapters, right? Yes. And some are, you know, dull, and some are more like tragedies, and then some are like the love or like the human, the, the like the funny chapter or whatnot of life, right? So I believe that we all have these chapters, right? And and and, and we make tw- we're in different places in our life at different times, and we're doing through different struggles, and then we go through different experiences and uh good and bad and uh, we make choices based on where we're at in those lives in that point in our life you know mm-hmm. that is you know the people we're with or where we're at I mean, all of these things are it's, it's, it's just like a recipe of of why we make that choice at that time that might be good or bad that affects us but i believe that you know all of that is what builds a character of someone and how you learn and grow and you know uh, own it accountability and uh take that as a war strike of why i'm here and why i'm better yes i believe i would watch as a human being as a person that's been through things i would much rather follow someone who's been through things who has experience and wisdom that they can share with me than someone who hasn't been through anything and that's just manila perfect and then i mean you're not giving me anything that i i need to know how do I handle a circumstance like this? Because you've been through it. Like how, what happens when this happens? You've been through that. Like, give me, you know, I need that wisdom and knowledge. I need, yes. I need someone who can give me something to grow me. And if you don't have anything, if you don't have any, anything to any experiences, any, you know, I, I would have seen blemishes or scars. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I want to follow the old general, you know, who, you know, <laughs> and when you're going to battle, you know, do you want to get that new guy who just came out of the, the, the you know, the little <laughs> cadet or do you want to follow the general that's led wars? Like I want to follow that general who's yes. leading wars. He has scars and wounds and, you know, has soldiers and troops and been through the battlefields. You know, yes. I want that guy to lead me to glory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love know? it. Perfect here, you know, not, not has I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a comparison to, you know, you know, that's for me, that's my personal, you yes. know, personal choice, but, but everyone has, of course, has their choice in what they prefer. But for me, I think experience, ex, you know, a story, good and bad, like you said, I think defines a person and gives them a, a perspective that a, a give a perspective that's more uh, diverse for yes. the individual that might need to hear it, you know? Yeah, like uh, I got I got divorced a while ago 
And, you know, when people get divorced, like they always bash the other person. Right. You know, and but it's like you got you got to take a look in the mirror and be like, at some point I sucked as a husband. <laughs> right. Well, so, you know, I mean, so it's like, what you know, you just got to take a look in the mirror. And be like, All right. What what did I learn from this experience? Rather, rather than the failure on two people, two people fell in, in the well, marriage. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it, you know, but but it's like just getting back to all all the selves. There's also right. self reflection. Right. You know, like it's really? very easy to just say what the other person did did wrong. It's like, right. well, somewhere in there, I led to those actions as well. You know, right. and and I, and I know not not always, but right. but it's just it's like you know, like what can I learn from this situation? And that's the power of telling the stories. It's like, okay, I went through this. But Absolutely. what can I learn from it? Like, what can I what can I teach someone else who just freshly or is freshly going through this? Like, right. I, like uh, one of my one, one of my clients, uh, th th this man, he's he's just now going going through a divorce, and mm. and I sat down with him and I was like, number one, don't believe the societal norms. It's like men have rights. Okay, if if you yeah. just hand them over, she's gonna take them all. <laughs> I said right. so, so. So make sure you talk with with your lawyer and you shoot for 50-50 everything. Right. Like everything. Like and don't waver from it. Like make sure you fight for it. You know, because so like, you're, you're okay. I, I'm gonna stop right. you right here because we're gonna get a little juicy here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I, I, from a woman who's successful and has something to offer to the table and yeah. you know, myself going through the worst, I'm going to tell you what. Men do exercise the right and everybody says, oh, she's taking everything. I'm going to tell you what. On the opposite end of the table, like, yeah. uh, I mean, men definitely do. I mean, I, I definitely have some more to offer in my marriage than he did. And, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and and I do want to say this, you know, it's, it's quite funny because you're saying that in the divorce, like, he's <laughs> fight for 50 everything. Don't let her take everything. Like, shoot. That's what I was saying. He was trying to take all of my stuff. <laughs> I was a man on that one. <laughs> he was trying to take me to the cleaners. I'm like, well, well, that was like alimony and all. <laughs> well, I was thinking more so with more so with the kids. No, because right. like, yeah, kids, so I've just known a lot of men that really got the shaft when it came to the kids, and and like I wasn't standing for it. So, but right. but even with my my second my second relationship, like we we never got married, but we were together for thirteen years. Right, and oh, okay. and we settled everything out of court. Wow. You know, so it's like we we did. I'm like we're both grown. It's like we're both good good parents. It's like we don't need to go ask the daddy government. You know, when we need to switch up arrangements and stuff. So I was like, let's just be adults about this. We'll get them what they need, and we were able. Because I told you, I said I've seen how ugly court gets. Yeah, like, it, 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 we it don't have to do that. It gets you know? full emotional, yeah. Well, yeah. I do think this. I think that, um, I, you know, people always laugh at me when I say this. I think, um, like, with the children and divorce, and I'm going to be quite honest with you, I really do think that men are, uh, you know, we're just shooting the shit here, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I really do think that, I really think that the 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 um, climate of a divorce uh with the children, I would say specifically with the children, it's based on the woman. How the woman, if you have a woman that is amicable and that's not, you know, bitter and that is, mm -hmm. you know, or has an understanding of the, you as a father, then it's going to go very well. If you have a, the woman is going to, the woman's emotional palate is going to determine how the ch child piece is always going to be the woman who determines because she's feels like she bears the children. And that she has the control over the children because it came out yeah. of her body. Regardless, yeah. if you move on, if whatever, whatever, the it's gonna be the the woman and the children. It's gonna the woman's gonna always gonna be the the. Um, it could go really easy if you have a woman that's understanding and has, you know, is reasonable. Somebody calling you again? I'm sorry. Better good for the children, or if you have an unreasonable woman, then it could go really really bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I think too that a lot of men are just too quick to just tuck tail and walk away, you know. And, and my thing was like, look, you can be mad at me, I can be mad at you. That's got nothing to do with the kids. It's yeah, like we got exactly. we got to give the kids stability, or else yeah. they're gonna be dealing with their problems in twenty years. You know, so. it's true. It's true. It's true. Trauma, you know, childhood trauma, and whatnot. It's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yes. So, man. And we went I, way off the subject. Childhood yeah, trauma. we did. 
<laughs> yeah, we did. I love I mean, it. It was still somewhat on topic, just still talking about telling stories, you know? So, yeah, divorce, yes. You know, that is, you know, people, you know, and I think that's something that I think, it, you know, being someone like yourself, a public figure, a speaker, you know, leading, you know, groups of people, you know, I think that it's almost kind of become a taboo, like, oh, okay, well, you have to have you know, been married for so many years and blah, blah, blah. You know, you have to be just like perfect. I think that that's no, no longer, that's no longer a norm now. I think people are expecting people just to be energy and motivation and, you know, have a good story and understanding there's so many other people that have, that can relate to your experiences rather than, oh, you know, this is my wife for 40 years. We built this, uh, you know, it's like this perfect picture book, you know, that yes. a lot of these motivators or speakers are, have been, you know, um, delivering to the masses which I think that that's, um, you know, and what's going on, like you said, behind the polished pictures and what's put on public is completely different than what people see, right? Yes, yes. It's, so, all, it's all show. It's all like smoke and mirrors and really like yes. they live separate lives after the show's over and the curtains close, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so in, in the mastermind that, that I'm in, it's, it's, about, it's about public speaking. And right. so just Absolutely. before I came on for this, he was talking about authenticity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because like he had he had like a plaid shirt on and, you know, just dress very casual. Right. And, and as you see, I'm in a tank top. And right. I, re I remember when I was just getting started, I went to a, a speaker coach and they were saying, if you want to get taken seriously as a speaker, you know, you can't be showing up in a tank top. And I was like, let's bust that mold. I'm like, I'm a fitness coach. Right. <laughs> it's like, this is my this is what I wear. Right. So, so it's not like this I'm trying, trying to be this a tough guy. Brand. You know, I'm not trying to show off my muscles or like this is literally what I wear every single day. So right. this is your I brand. Place, this is who you are. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like I show up to to events and everybody's in, in their suits and they're looking at me until I till I take the stage. <laughs> you know, then what? they forget all about the dress because I have my stories dialed down. My messaging is strong. I know how to captivate a room. And then they completely forget that I showed up in the tank top. So uh, like and, and the circling back to live life on your terms because only your life to live. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My All right. Job. So, so so let's spend the last few few minutes talking mm -hmm. about your your business. So how how did you start it? What is your target? Like uh, who like who who's your target market? Oh, so, okay. So I, I, I'm in real estate in the real estate business here in Texas. Um, so I, uh, I started as right out of high school. That was my first job working as a clerk in a mortgage company file. I started the real estate file clerk, you know, you know, after school program, whatever, you know, you know, mailing out, going to the post, giving them out to the postage, making photocopies, you know, filing files. As I progressed, I became the receptionist and a salesperson, then, you know, an executive and finished school and then became, you know, and then kind of grew into the business. And then one day I had a conversation with the big guy and he says, uh, you're not going to make more money than me. This is really great. We wrote an article about it. And then basically I said, okay, well, this is where, this is where the buck ends here. Like, I'm just going to be making this money, going to make this, this is where I'm going to tap, tap off here at this job. And I was still in my, you know mid to late 20s at that time and so i said like, okay well and i was doing very well at that time but you know i was in a good place at that time you know and so um, i said okay well you know um i guess i'm gonna have to start you know making a plan to open my own business in this business because i do still want to do this business now that i know so much of it and I, I know i have a lot of clients and i have a book of business and so i'm just going to open my own business and i opened like a franchise type of business with this um in this industry and then uh, we did that for several years and then opened our own agency and now we're uh, 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 and uh, we're independent and uh, I'm Latina and um, we brace cover of a lot of um, different publications because people really love the story and I have a lot of people that worked with me for many, many years that support the, you know, the journey and uh, uh, and I'm just here to help other businesswomen that have ha are in the same um, circumstances as I was to overcome, achieve and win the dream. Yeah, win the dream. Love it. Yes. <laughs> so you you do a podcast as well? I actually we're gonna start doing a podcast. It's actually my producer. I have them on my YouTube. Yep, I lost you again. 
I, my producer wants me, we are going to start my podcast. Yes, we are going to start a podcast. We're going to start it here in Houston. It should be amazing. Um, so obviously I'm going to ask you to be a guest. Hey. <laughs> I make a pretty good guess. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. So we're starting. Uh, we got my studio set up. Um, we're actually going to do... Um, we're going to do uh, virtual ones and then we're going to do um, in studio for people here local out in Texas. And nice. um, so it should be really exciting. Um, I have some really great, I know a lot of people and different people in different circles for just to tap on different things like, like fitness would be, you know, self-growth fitness and um, also. Oops, lost again. It's different, um, you know, meditation, you know, spiritual growth, you know, uh, emotional awareness, not just, you know, uh, physical and mental, your emotional. I mean, I think a lot of people, that's one of the things that people don't talk about. You know, are you emotionally, you know, intelligent? Do you have emotional awareness? Are you responding, not reacting? These are, these are some of these fine toned skills that I've, I've trained myself in as a leader to be able to become more honed in, you know, people the people business you know you can do any business but the people business is the is that that's the secret sauce the people agreed Agreed. Ah, like like that's why and that's why this this podcast isn't just about fitness you know because like when i originally started it i was just talking about you know the importance of drinking water and the different good carbs versus bad carbs and but it's like i talk about that stuff every day you right. know, with within the gym, right? You know, so it's like I wanted I wanted to talk about something because the show used to be called "Shut Up and Exercise," okay, and and then I wanted something that can appeal to a global audience. I mean, I know fitness can appeal to to a global audience as well, but I mean any industry, you know, any industry at all, because no matter what you do, there's a grind that's involved. So does it Correct. matter if you're a construction foreman? Does it matter if you're a, you're an entrepreneur? Does it matter? Like I've had every pos- I don't want to say every possible, but I've had a lot of different in, um, guests on from different industries, from different walks of life, and everyone just gets on here and just tells amazing stories. Well, we love know? the story. The story. I mean, yes. You know, I I I you know when I meet some people, like I know who you are, but tell me your story. I like yes. you know it's all in the story. So yes. you're writing your book. Are you writing a good one? <laughs> believe it, believe it or not, I'm halfway through it, and then I just stopped. Like I got, I got six chapters done, Gotta and then, I, then I just, I just stopped writing it, which I need to, because like I've, I've been writing for online publications, and it's like I need to just finish the damn book. You do, <laughs> you do, and now I'm holding you accountable to that. <laughs> yes, please do, please I'll do. I'm touching on you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, so give us some final words. Well, I'm, I'm. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show, and I'm. I'm I hope that um, all those that were able to hear my story and hear some of the messages that I was able to give um, really resonate with you, and you're able to take that and apply it in, in some form or fashion in your life. But um, you know, as I said earlier, I have a mantra, and I believe that um, I. I've been actually telling this to myself since a young, maybe about 15 years old. Um, I look at myself in the mirror every single day and I tell, you know, it's those private conversations that you have with yourself that define how you're going to, you know, get to your destiny. Right. And so I tell everyone like when I look at myself, this is something I tell myself. I look myself in the mirror, everyone, I'm brushing my teeth, you know, in the morning. And I say, Rachel, today you're going to be powerful. Today you're going to be passionate about what you're doing. And today you're going to be your best version of yourself. You're going to be the best version. We're going to be the best. And so this is what I tell people, you know, be powerful, be passionate and be the best version of yourself every single day. And I really believe that. And I can tell you do too, because you lit up like a Christmas tree when, when you said it. Like yes. I, I always say, you can tell when people are speaking with passion because th- their face glows. <laughs> like yeah, I'll, literally I lit up. Right I, be- I believe that with all my. I'm- I believe that I wouldn't be here today if I really didn't believe that, and I didn't believe that 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 had so much power in my 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 direction and how I'm tackling the day and the obstacles and the adversities that come to me. You know, I remember that I spoke that into existence in the morning when I left the house. Like, you know, whatever happens, I'm still going to be these three things. I'm going to be powerful and be passionate. I'm going to be the best version, no matter what happens up today. Some days greater, some days, you know, a little less. But if I keep that base as my foundation of where I'm starting at, I always end up back there. Love it. All right. All right. Let the audience know where, where they can reach you. Oh, okay. You can. Oh, y'all can reach me on my. If y'all want to follow me, my Instagram is Rachel Luna, the Texas Title Queen. 
Um, that's what they call me here in Texas. Um, also, um, you can uh, follow me also on my Facebook, Rachel Luna, the Texas Title Queen. Uh, my Instagram, we have my YouTube. Everything is Rachel Luna, the Texas Title Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you very much for taking the time to join. This is a fun conversation, as I knew it was going to be. And, um, you know, your, your, your assistants are texting me, they're, they're emailing me because I put the wrong picture on the thumbnail, oh. but, but my job form wouldn't open oh. when I was, when I was making, so I just went to Google and, and I just found the picture of you and threw it on. Oh. So, so that, still, yeah. that's why it's a different picture because I couldn't op open it up. But oh, yeah, if, really if you want me to change it, yeah, if you want me to change it, just email me the picture you want and, um. I'll I'll switch it on. They're very, okay. you know what? My team, I, I tell them, you know, uh, uh, let me say this. The details matter, guys. The details yes. matter. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Don't, don't sign out yet. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll see you in a minute. All right. So I want to highlight one of the last things she said there about the positive self-talk. Because I deal with this in the gym constantly where people always beating themselves up. But doing exactly what she just said, giving yourself that positive reinforcement that no matter what today throws at me, I'm going to kick it in the face. Like if you start the day and you and you have a flat tire, like that doesn't have to ruin the rest of the day. Fix the damn tire and get on, get on with the rest of your day. Right? So when you're tackling any type of problem, so you want to get the problem to solution as quickly as possible. The problem is we hang out in the middle, right? When you hang out in the middle, that's where stress, anxiety, depression, and all that stuff seep in. Now, full disclosure, I'm no doctor, but after 48 years of living, that's what happens, right? So the, the, the faster you get to the solution, the clearer your mind is going to be. Right. So just tell yourself every day, I am good. I'm very good. I'm great. I'm awesome. Whatever words fire you up. Like I literally have T-shirts that say I'm awesome on the back of them because I don't need external forces to affirm how good I am. I know how good I am. When people come into my gym, I tell them, have you had trainers before? They're like, yes. Well, now you're working with the GOAT, you know, greatest of all time. And I have no problem saying because I want people to know that you're working with someone who's invested in changing your life. It, this doesn't mean I'm the most knowledgeable trainer. doesn't mean I'm the best trainer, but I'm the one that's going to get you results, right? You stick to my plan. It's, go it's going to happen. If you're afraid to speak, I'm going to turn you into the most powerful speaker that you ever thought you could become, right? So you want to find the people that are invested in your results and not just taking your money. I'm going to leave on that note, and you can have yourselves a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years' experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Till next time, shut up and grind.